ready. I'm not ready at all. I should be. I should be more ready, but oh, oh, what a day! So I got my coffee, and I, I guess we'll go. So Bible times, Bible times podcast, right? Bible times. Let me grab my Bible here. Let me let me see. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Bible times. I love it. I love it. How you been? How's your day going? Bless, bless. Ready to go. You know, another day, another opportunity. You know, another opportunity to share God's word, another opportunity to experience experience life with the Savior of the world. His name that is Jesus makes Christ. Me, that already huh? makes me feel better. So when we first before we started this, I was all I was kind of cranky because my day isn't going very well. But yeah. um but it could be worse, right? It could be a lot worse. Could be worse. It could be a lot worse. So you've already you've already brought up my spirits. So oh, praise the Lord, man. Praise <laughs> the Lord, brother. That. Thank you. Yeah. We have those ups, we have those downs. It's just part of part of life. But we uh like the apostle Paul said, we keep pressing towards the mark. Keep pressing, keep pressing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I look at the yeah, the issues I'm having today and like really they're nothing. They're they're nothing. I mean, they make me a little crabby because I'm trying to get some work done and it's not working, but mm-hmm. it could like yeah, it could be a lot worse. So so thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, praise <laughs> You're Lord, already man. uplifting. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I think today, this topic you had brought up in um one of our one of your sermons, right? I, I believe maybe a month ago, maybe even it was just a little part of it, but it really it really struck it really struck home for me. Hmm. Um just manhood and and what the Bible has to say about being a man. Because I feel mm-hmm. like today, if you are considered a, a a manly man, you are you're you're evil. You you are. Um, it, it's just it. According to some people, I, according to some people, I can't mm-hmm. even find my words. But I, I feel like they're they're really trying to take manhood out of out of our society and mm-hmm. and everything that is said to be manly is now toxic, right? According um, to some people. According to some people, right? And, and and the people who are formulating the narrative. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it I, really, I, it really I've frustrates been, me. Yeah. And, I, and I've been thinking about the word. I did some research on the internet and it's clear, you know, and, and you always have to ask yourself who benefits from calling someone else a toxic you know, or toxic masculinity. Who who's going to benefit from that? You know, and I and I and I think, in my opinion, it comes down to if you want power and control over people, the last thing you want is the men to stand up, voice what they believe, and to take a stand. If you want power and control, you, you got to find a way to get these men, or to you know, and women too, but mostly men to not take a stand and be vocal about issues, about life, about our government, about what we see going on, and clearly about the word of God. And so to label somebody toxic, you know, or, or a certain characteristic about a, a, a man or a boy you know, who are they to, to to name call us or to say that we're this or that? Now, the article that I went over, there were some valid points. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not an idiot. 
you know, there are some some valid points, and there was some. Like, and you're, some you're referring to is, like, hmm? oh, and you're referring to like the toxic part of the masculinity, right? Yeah, from that article, to- yeah, what they talk call toxic. Yeah, I don't think that yep. it's toxic. I think it's just we're all different. We all have different characteristics. Yep. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. And sometimes, you know, the word of God, the scripture I'm going to share with you, it it shows that the word of God is going to correct what needs to be corrected with all of us. It's going to reprove, you know, it's going to get us on the track where we need to be because we all are flawed. We all are sinners. You know, for us, we're sinners saved by grace, but there's a, it's a process going on where we're being transformed and more like Christ, you know, and there were things that Christ did on the earth that people called was toxic where, you know, he, was very vocal. He was very uh, upfront and truthful, you know, and I would say he was a man's man. He was also a woman's man. And hopefully in our, in our podcast, maybe we can talk on how men can be uh, multi, um, they could be valued in both scenarios. They could be valuable to their family, to their wife, to their friends, it's a time to be strong, and a man is also time to, to comfort and to embrace. You know, I think about our church, man. We we give hugs at our church. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, we get yeah, hugs absolutely. during COVID. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, we show don't, you can say that too low. We might be canceled on hey, YouTube. Forget so. them. Forget them. <laughs> we, we we love each other. We we have natural affection, like the Bible talks about. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. So I might even keep my mouth shut a lot of the time because I'm (laughs) I'm really interested. I'm really interested to hear you. What I know about you is when something hits you, you can be like, wait a minute. (laughs) Hold up. Time out. Flag on the play. (laughs) Sometimes I get get real frustrated with things, and then it's like my brain works too fast, and I can't – it scrambles, and then the words – don't come out of my mouth the way I want them to. Well, so let's see if I can rein it in on this podcast. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see if I can keep calm. <laughs> All right. Well, brother Mike, let's go back to the to God's original intent, God's original design, God's original plan. You know, he made man before he made woman. You know, and so we're different. I'm not gonna call them toxic, and I don't want them calling me toxic. Because we're different. We have different characteristics. We have different attributes about ourselves. So the book of Genesis is the beginning. And um, my degree in college was organizational leadership. In leadership, if you go to any organization, if you get any, if you get a new job, if you do a new business venture, you want to find out what is the history of that company What's the current reality of that company and where does that company want to go? You know, and so if we talk about the history of mankind, the beginning of mankind, we have to go to the book of Genesis and Genesis chapter one, verse 26. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and read and jump in anytime. Like always, brother Mike. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says, and God said, let us, Make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth 
and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So verse 26 saying, and God said, notice it says, let us, that's the Holy Trinity, that's the Godhead, the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, saying, all right, come on, let us make man. We are created. We didn't evolve from a rock and a, and a fish, all right? Let me be a man and say, forget that evolution, evolution crap. Evolution, I like that. All right? The word of God, God, creation, the intelligent, wise God created us, created this world. And with his power, he spoke it into existence. That's how awesome he is. If you don't believe in him, you're going to see him face to face one day. One day. So verse 26. So let us create, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So we all, no matter who you are, okay, and I know people are trying to identify as this and identify as that, but the history, the truth is God created man first. 27. So God created man in his own image, in his and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful. Now, let's put that in today's terms. What is be fruitful? What does that mean, Brother Mike? How would you put it? PG, PG rated, PG rated, be fruitful. I, I would say it's be fruitful, be, I mean, just work hard, right? Work hard, produce, right? Like. That is a part of it. Contribute, contribute. That is part of it, but the and I think is, is the is the deciding factor. You think the about what? fruit. You think about fruit. You you know it. There's production. There's produce. There's reproducing. So be fruitful and multiply. How do human beings oh. multiply? You want me to say it? Yeah, well, <laughs> PG rated. PG. PG rated? Um, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, how does a man and a woman multiply, right? It's yeah. by having sex. There you go. Yes. There you go. So this awesome God created man, male, and female with our parts. I know people can, in America, you can do what you want to do. You can snip, snip, cut, cut. Take this, uh, whatever they take, I don't know where, that's, that's them. In America, you have the freedom and the liberty to do it. But don't get mad at us because we're standing on the word of God. And we see here, God in the beginning made, created male and female. And he says, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. You know, I'm afraid of sharks, but I'm supposed to have dominion over the sharks. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess, I guess I never thought of it that way. <laughs> um, I, you ever watch Shark Week? Those those great white sharks. Oh man, I, I've how are we supposed to rule those things? Hey, but but notice. We rule it because you got these scientists 
they're studying them. They shoot them with a tranquilizer. They tag them. They follow them. They, you know what I mean? They can, yeah. you know, do we basically we have to me. Same with the lion, you know, they tag them, drug them up, you know, get records and, you know, fix his tooth, fix his claw. <laughs> we yeah, really do have dominion yeah. over God's creation. So I just noticed me. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. Now notice this is the beginning. This is in the garden of Eden. There was no eating of meat at that time. It was just plants. It was a vegetarian diet at that time. It later changed. After we sin, things did change. But here, the beginning is, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you, it shall be for meat. So back to our topic God created man and female. Watch this here. Now let's talk about the, the, the marriage, God's original intent for marriage. If you go to chapter 2, verse 18, and the Lord God said, it is not good. Chapter 1, as God's creating this awesome world, he's saying it is good, and it was good, and it was good. God goes on this long uh, uh this long stream of just creation and God created the sun. He created this, he created that he, and it was good. He created this and that and it was good. So he gets on this roll, but then you get to chapter two, verse 18, brother Mike, I know you can say something on this. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. We're talking about real manhood today. It's not good that man should be alone. Can you explain why you think God said that it's not good for man to be alone? I mean, I think God intended us to have some sort of companionship. Yep. Right? I mean, um, I guess I don't know what the what it looked like in those early days, but you know, God created everything, but it, it, you know, if, if, if man was walking around, um, I'm sure God wasn't with him all day, every day, helping him with things. Right. So mm -hmm. he needed some sort of companionship. Yeah. Um, cause up until this time, it was just Adam. Yeah. He had dominion over all the animals and everything, but it was just, him. You know. he was the only human. And we're going to yep. read about that when he creates women, woman, he says, wow, she's bone after my bone. She's like me. Uh, in today's world, the men, men, if you're listening, if you feel like you're a man on your own island, that's not good. That's not good. I'm not saying you have to be, you know, in everyone's life and involved in everything, but I'm saying if you feel like it's just you against the world, you don't want to be with family. You don't want to be with friends. You don't want to be with coworkers. It's just you alone. That's not good, according to God's original purpose and design. Do you agree, brother? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I speak 
I, you know, I, I can speak for a lot of people that I've met over the last couple of years, especially who have had depression. And, and that, I mean, what you just explained it, it kind of, um, it, 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 it just sounds like depression, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people, maybe, especially law enforcement, start, mm. you know, secluding themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they have family and friends, but mm -hmm. nothing really, nothing really feels, feels good anymore. Right. So they, they start secluding themselves. Yeah. And I'm not talking about me time. That's me time. I'm talking yeah. about, I don't need nobody. I'm by myself, you know, yeah. you know, forget the world. You know, I'm, yep. I'm not even going to see a doctor. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold it all in. I'm going to deal yep. with it all by myself. I've been yep. hurt or, you know, this happened to me. And, and, and there's so much that men can go through in this world to where they want to be alone. You know, but God's original intent is in the scripture. Don't go that route, man. Re reach out. Reach out. I know at our church, Valor Ministries, you know, I believe the brothers there, we we call each other. We, we, if we need something, we call, we ask. Yeah. You know, yeah, whatever, it. whatever it is, or or just to be to hit, to be to vent. If you want to just vent, let it out. You know, sometimes, man, we could be a sounding board. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I'll call up one of my buddies and say, you know, what would you do if you were dealing with this and that? You know, so yeah. point number one, you know, they try to say that that was part of toxic masculinity, not. Uh, you know, doing things on your own, not going to see doctors and trying to man up and hit, you know, if you want to call it that, you know, I'm not going to play the word game, but my Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. Anything else you want to put before we go on that? No, no, I think that's, I, I think you, you hit the, the nail right on the head. And, and I think that is where, I think where people, when they talk about toxic masculinity, um, I think they bring up that point kind of like you said, and maybe we'll get into that later, but that would be a symptom of that. Mm -hmm. But is that really um, masculinity? Could that just be pride and ego? Women can have it too. It, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. I think they tie it Peter people. They, you know, they tie mm -hmm. those symptoms to toxic masculinity. Negative. When they talk about toxic mas masculinity, but that could, but that could be a lot of things, right? It could mm -hmm. be like you, like you were just saying, it could be pride and, and anybody could have that. Right. But they do say that that's a symptom of toxic masculinity. Okay. Yeah. So brothers, if you're listening, men, if you're listening, Hey, reach out, man. Um, I might not even know you, but I, I'm a man of God. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pastor. Reach out to me. You call me 651-302-5088. Email me kjv.bibletime at gmail.com. I'll listen. And when you want to get my opinion, I'll give you my opinion. And I'll give you the word of God. But don't be alone. You, you don't have to be alone. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, and watch this. <laughs> so for, for a whole chapter, it was good. God's creating it was good. But then he says something different. He said, it is not good that man should be alone. Look what God says. I will make him a helpmeet for him. The God that we serve, yes, he's in heaven, but he sits high. He looks low. He knows what we need. 
when we need it, how we need it. That goes on even today in 2023. He knows. And look what he says is, I will make and help me for him. Now here's marriage. This is marriage defined by the Bible. Wives, if you're listening, your God-given design, purpose, before all the other things, is to be a helpmeet for your husband. Help him out. Help him out. Wake up in the morning and say, baby, I love you. What, what can I do? How can I help you today? What do you need me to do for you today? Don't give him a long list of what you want him to do for you. You wake up and say, how can I help you? I'm your help meet. You know, that's going to be pretty controversial, right? <laughs> I, I got to say it. I got to say I know. it. I know. Because, because divorce rate is high in the church and outside the church because we get it twisted. And here's the thing. If, if a wife will do this, follow through with it with the right attitude, her husband is going to love her above any and everything. He's going to go over and beyond because his wife is a true helpmate who respects him. The Bible talks about submissive. I'm telling you, women, you don't understand the power that you have. Below God, you can be number two. <laughs> And if there's anyone dealing, you know, and going through their marriage, going with problems, get back to the basics. Help your husband. Help him out. Submit to him. He might not be 100% right, but do your part. Do your part so he can, it'll help him do his part. So let me keep going unless you got anything, brother. Nope. I'm just thinking about... Uh... How maybe some non-believers would be listening to that, and they might be their heads might be just exploding. It's all right; they can call me, they can email me. But guess what? <laughs> it's the word of God. Yeah. When people do yeah. it their own way or do it the world's way, it gets all messed up, and it gets ugly, and it gets sinful and prideful, and then they're like, "Well, what happened?" Do it God's way. Verse twenty-one, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, from man, made he a woman and brought her unto him. God took the rib from Adam and he made this beautiful woman and brought her to him. He took the rib, the bone. It shows that the woman is equal, fellow from the rib. When you give a hug, both of your ribs are at the same level. He didn't take a bone from the foot for you to trample over her. He didn't take a bone from the skull, or should I say, yeah, a bone from the skull where she would be over him. It's fellow, equal. And he brought her to him. Some people feel like they have to Search and search and search for their soulmate when the God that we serve, he has the divine ability to bring that person right to you. 
it is possible. And that was his original intent to create and bring this woman to him. You might not be saved. You Let's say you give your life to the Lord. And let's say you're single and you want a wife. You know, the Lord is creating. He's, he's getting you ready and he's getting her ready. And when the time is right, he'll bring it together. And it will be a real a marriage, a, a marriage that God put together that no man should be able to take apart. Let's go on to verse number 23. And Adam said, <laughs> obviously he woke up. He said, and Adam said, <laughs> this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Up until this point, all Adam seen was animals. All he saw was animals, uh, human, not human, uh, creation that was not like a human being. But now he's like, wow, she looks just like me. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. And you know that you heard the joke about woman. The first time he seen a woman, he was like, whoa, man. (laughs) (laughs) she She was naked. Yeah. But they didn't, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but they didn't see nakedness, really, did they? Like like, like we do, like after the first sin, right? Like it was different then. Well, yeah, things changed, but this, this nakedness was innocent. It was innocent, no clothes. And remember, the command was for them to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Uh, hormones, all those things are natural. Those are things that God put in man and woman for them to be fruitful and multiply and to be married. Now, the question is, how do we handle those things? How do we manage that? Do we be fruitful and multiply and then get married or do we get married first? And then begin to do it, you know, God's way. But we see here he brought her and what Adam is impressed he says she should be called woman because she was taken out of man. Women, if you're listening, you come from man. Don't bash us. Don't don't say we're toxic. We're together. We're together. We're fellow. We're bones of the same. But you come from man because she was taken out of man. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and mother? Here's marriage. That's why in marriage, we the father gives the bride away. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have that ceremony. That's what it's symbolizing or representing. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not, not ashamed. So real manhood Understanding the history, God created us, and we you don't have to get married, but if you have those desires for a woman, that's good because God created you to to uh to to get married and to be fruitful, multiply, have a family, and produce little mini me's. Little believers. Little believers. We call it a we call it a, a family unit. <laughs> so uh, let's go on to turn really quick. Man, time does not stop for anybody, does it? No, no, not at all. So real manhood, let's fast forward. That was the, the history. Let's say 2023, 
what what is real manhood? What does it look like? What doesn't it look like? And I'm going to give you the believer's uh, perspective. If you go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I just want to read this passage, and this is what I believe as men we're pursuing. And there's a few more scriptures I want to get here before we get into the toxic masculinity article. But it says here in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, uh, verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So for real men, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, if you, you're a member of the body of Christ, you want to please Jesus. As a man, you have to understand that you're going to suffer persecution. You can't be weak about it. You can't sidestep it. You can't try to delegate it. <laughs> Get ready to suffer some type of persecution in this world. And the Bible says that that the God of this world, Satan, Lucifer, he's the small G, God of this world. You're going to be target number one. All this political stuff, it's, it's people being used to target you. So know that up front, you're going to suffer some persecution. Verse 13, but evil men, what kind of man do you want to be? You want to be a man that, uh, uh, a believer, a man of God, or do you want to be an evil man? But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Real manhood for the Christian man. Don't be like the evil men who are seducers. They're going to get worse and worse. While we, the believers, we're getting better and better. Our mind is being renewed. We're being transformed into the image of Christ. We're being more Christ-like. But the, the evil, the, the world, these evil men seduced, they're going to get worse and worse. And watch this, Brother Mike, deceiving and being deceived. Do you see that going on in, in 2023? Yes, every day when I open up Twitter. <laughs> deceiving Actually, and being deceived. That's a whole while, lot while you're while you're talking about this, I'm actually looking up online. I'm trying to uh, see, like I just googled transgender, transgender and and the Bible, right? I'm because I know lately I've seen a a trend of some of these newer new age churches. And, and and different people talking about how transgender transgenderism is is in the Bible, and and that's how they're trying to justify it. So I'm just trying to find what scriptures they're saying. But okay. but right there, it's men are deceiving and being deceived. <laughs> it, it's it's going both ways. They're deceiving other <laughs> people, and themselves are being. That's not funny, but wow. Verse fourteen. You just you gotta laugh, right? Oh, man. 
but continue. Listen, man, real man. But continue thou in the things which thou has learned and has been assured of. Man, real man, don't, don't let the world push their agenda on you. Real manhood, it's standing up, continuing in the things that thou has learned and, and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou has learned them, and that from a child thou has known the holy scriptures. Real men, get into the scriptures. Stand on the word of God which are able to make these wise, to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. These scriptures will make you wise unto salvation. They will make your children wise unto salvation. And brother Mike, you can tell me, do you agree or disagree? In the Bible and in the world, it's either you're wise or fool. There is no in between. <laughs> there, isn't. Right. there isn't. You're either wise or a fool. Yeah. You know, making well, decisions. I'm gonna make a wise decision. I'm gonna make a a fool. You know, wise. You know, fools. They don't care. They don't care about truth. They don't care about what they've learned. They don't care about what they're assured of. It's just a fool wisdom. It just they don't do what everybody else is doing. Don't even think for yourself. Don't think critically. Well, I'll say this. You know, I think I can. I always considered myself, I mean, not not a dummy. You know, maybe I wasn't the smartest person around, but I wasn't a dummy. I had some things figured out in life. You know, I was wasn't a criminal. I, you know, I didn't go to prison. You know, I had a I had a, a decent career. And, um, you know, I, I thought I lived life pretty good, you know, so I wouldn't consider myself a dummy. But now that I'm on my Christian journey. I look back and I feel like I was a fool yeah. because I mean, really, once you just, I'm a, because, I agree with you because there was, you know, there's so many things that you maybe I just didn't have the answers to like, oh, I just do this stuff. Cause that's what good people do. Right. Oh, good people do this. I'm a good person, oh, yeah. you know, but to not fully understand why, mm-hmm. We should do those things, right? So you're a fool. You're kind of walking around blind. Well, I can relate. I can relate. After, after you know, listening to you and trying to read the Bible and, and having some Bible studies, and, like, you realize that the Bible really tells you everything and how to live, right? So I feel like I was a fool before, and now, <laughs> you know, because you just didn't have the, the education on mm-hmm. why this stuff is, right? Mm-hmm. So now... <laughs> hopefully yeah. I'm still a fool because I'm a baby <laughs> Christian, but I at least now have a better direction to go in. Amen. If that makes sense. I'm glad you, you, you mentioned that because I, I relate. I agree with myself. I was a fool too. They use the term young and dumb, but it, 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 yeah. it really is being doing foolish things. But we just read that the things that you have learned and assured of, we would be complete fools if we didn't learn from our, past yeah, you know, and, and now that we're both are on this christian path and we're members of the body of christ we study the bible yeah i agree you realize oh yeah i was that was a foolish decision i was foolish i was a fool <laughs> yeah. 
But that is what real manhood is about. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's not where you were, it's where you're going. You know, in, in Bible times, we're giving you the Christian perspective. You can get the world's perspective. It's plenty out there. But yep. We're giving you the Christian perspective. And so to learn from the past, and I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. And then it goes on to say here, uh, verse 16, check this out. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let's break that down really quick. All scripture, 66 books, is given by inspiration of God. If you want to know the true and living God, the God of the Bible, start to study his word, rightly divided. Valor Ministries, that's what we, that's what we do at our church. Feel free to go to our YouTube channel, Valor Ministries, and you'll check out the sermons. We're going to get a building later this year. You can come out and visit us in Minnesota. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine. What is the word doctrine? Doctrine is what is taught. Like you just mentioned, Brother Mike, now that you're learning some things, you're learning doctrine. And then you look at the doctrine and say, well, wow, I didn't have this doctrine when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. This is what real manhood is about. For reproof. Reproof. You need some something you can stand on. You want a solid foundation. Other things can let you down. Other things can fail. But the word of God is a proven foundation for correction. I need to be corrected. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a pastor. I'm a husband. I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm a co-worker. I'm a business owner. I still need correction. We all need correction. Real manhood. Get the correction through the word of God. Don't let social media be your correction. Don't let the universities and the woke crowd and, and, and academia, don't let them be your, no, this is correction. You might not be politically correct, but you can be biblically correct. For instructions in righteousness. You wanna be a righteous man? How do you do it? Well, we got the instructions. Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. And look at 17. Here's, here's the results. That the man of God may be perfect. That word perfect means complete. Complete. Now, Brother Mike, I know you, with your uh, your business, you are, you create things, metals, you know, you, you might create something, you might refurbish something. You can tell when the thing ain't complete. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, can't, you can't give a product back to a customer and you forgot to do something on It's not complete. Yeah. That's why you I'm salty that, right, right now. Huh? <laughs> that's why I'm salty right now. There's stuff <laughs> in my garage that's incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Bible, if we study it, 
We see here the results is that the man of God may be perfect, complete, thoroughly, I call it thoroughly, but thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Everything that you need to know how to do, the Bible will teach you. Men of God, what we've learned, we will pass it on. And you can learn and study for yourself. That's real manhood. Uh, let's look at 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. I got two more scriptures and then we'll get into that article. 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Now, this is huge, especially after COVID. Brother Mike, after COVID, how many help wanted signs have you seen at, uh, at businesses, companies, restaurants? Uh, like everywhere. Let, let's set the scene. During COVID, they told you, stay at home. Yep. Don't go to work. We'll pay you. Just stay home. Yep. But people who are socialists and communists, ah, oh, they loved it. Absolutely. You know what? I, 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 I'm not a socialist. I'm not a communist. I admit it. Because at the time, I was working two jobs. Yep. And to get a break, to be with my family, it was, it was, it was, it was nice. But guess what? The, the, uh, the entrepreneurial side, the, the man side of me was, what if they don't deposit that money in my account? What do I do then? How do I pay my bills? How do I buy food for my family? It was fun for about two weeks. <laughs> yep. But then yep. after that, it was like, okay, I'm ready to get back to work and make sure that I'm securing my family's necessities. What was your experience during that time? Well, I was working as a police officer, so we didn't get any time off. No, nope, uh, zero time off. You went through. All of, oh, you were essential. We were essential. Yeah, <laughs> essential. Um, yeah, the only thing they did was make us wear masks and wash our hands all the time. So they, okay. they just made the job a little harder. <laughs> and then we yeah. had to wear some Tyvek suits and stuff going into calls and medicals. Mm -hmm. And it was it, it just made it a lot harder. Well, brother, and, then, and then I couldn't leave my house for two. You know, I could go to work. <laughs> but then when I got home, I couldn't <laughs> leave my house. <laughs> so it made, it made no sense. <laughs> hey, while we're at it, thank you. Thank you for to all the nurses, the doctors, law enforcement, everybody that continued to work to, you know, bring those services and the, the medical need, all that. Because y'all, nobody knew early on what was at stake, you know, and, and some people were so afraid and it was, that's a whole nother podcast. But anyway, let's share the scripture. We're talking about manhood. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. <laughs> so basically, if you don't work, you don't eat. Real manhood. Don't live off women. Be a man. Do all that you can do to, to earn a living for your family. Especially if you don't have a major disability. But I've seen people with disabilities 
do some phenomenal things. Real manhood, take care of your family, take care of your children. Even if you're not with the mother, still be involved in the child's life. Provide, be a provider, real manhood. Because we said here that if you don't work, you don't eat. How you feel about that, Brother Mike? <laughs> I think that's that's one of the strongest scriptures I've heard in a long time. I think right, I think that just shows how that how right now our world is just spiraling mm -hmm. down the toilet, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I look at I look at a lot of the problems with society, and it's that, right? I mean, we don't we have a lot of fatherless families. Um, there's there's no there's no men that are stepping up and taking care of their business, right? And then what does that lead to? That leads to little boys who don't know how to be a man, and then they go off, and then they do whatever they can, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say it mm -hmm. is gangs. Let's say it's drugs. Mm -hmm. And then they have kids, and they're not around for their kids. And it just spirals down and creates the society that we're in right now. Yeah. If society just listened to this scripture alone, <laughs> we would be – in a way better place. Look you know, the and, and, the, and the father doesn't have to be right all the time either, right? Because they're on a journey. They're mm -hmm. learning as they go, but they they learn a real man learns from his mistakes and passes that on, that knowledge on to his children. Right. So then they don't make the same mistakes. They mm -hmm. might make different mistakes, but hopefully they learn how to grow from that. Yeah. And then their kids, the next generation. Mm -hmm. learns and then make that's their own manhood. That's real manhood. <laughs> that's manhood. That's manhood. A patriarch. Verse yes. 11 says, for we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. These group of Christians and, and Thessalonians, they were waiting for the rapture and they weren't even working. <laughs> they, were, they were just walking around just being busybodies doing everything but working and taking care of their responsibilities oh Jesus coming back the rapture's gonna happen we don't gotta work let's just you know let's mess around over here let's go no that's really not how this up. works huh? what'd you say that's not how this works that's not how this works <laughs> and the apostle Paul had to tell them if you don't work you don't eat <laughs> That put an end to that. that oh, I, I want to eat. You better start working. Yeah. Even yeah. the Apostle Paul was a tent maker. He had a job. Yeah. Even Jesus was a carpenter. Yep. So there's there's dignity, there's self-esteem in work. And that's why some of my political leanings is not, you know, hey, in America, you can be what you want to be. You can be successful. You know, if you lose your job, we've we got a safety net for you. But man, I, brother Mike, I know people who have not have a job. They haven't worked since the 1990s. So, who's taking care of them? Taxpayers. Is, is it, so they're it, okay. So you're saying government, government yeah. assistance type stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And guess what? They, they 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 they're able to do it. They're able bodied. No major disabilities. They can hold, they can get a job, but they, they don't worry. That's a whole nother podcast. My last scripture, yeah. man, time flies. 
I know. Uh, also, Second Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter two, verse seven. It's talking about real manhood. And here's something I want to leave with you, and I leave with everyone. It's in the scriptures today in the dispensation of grace. Second Timothy chapter two, verse seven says the apostle Paul is speaking. He says, consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. If you really want sound doctrine, if you really want good advice, begin to study the word of God. In particular, the Apostle Paul, his 13 books, Romans through Philemon, Paul's wrote more books of the Bible than any other writer. He says, consider what I say. Go back and read it and study what the Apostle Paul was saying. Because you see that Jesus Christ was given the Apostle Paul more revelation for today in this dispensation of grace. And then he says, consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. You want to be the type of man that you can have some understanding in all things. It'll definitely help with your learning. What do you think, Brother Mike? Um, it's interesting, kind of a, a tad bit off topic, but I was looking at um, some Facebook groups that I'm in, some Christian face, Facebook groups, and um, people were arguing about the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. and how he was just a man, so his word can be interpreted differently in different ways mm. and that it wasn't it, he he was he was speaking for jesus mm-hmm. jesus wasn't talking through him oh no i disagree yeah i disagree because he yeah. said uh multiple times i speak as a man you know when he said i speak as a man he said well this is my human side speaking but we have scripture where jesus christ revealed to him, inspired him, and sent him out with the message. And he he continued to appear to the Apostle Paul. For uh, about 33 years, all those 13 books, that was divine revelation. Jesus Christ from heaven given Paul the doctrine for today. So, But isn't that the scary part? Is that when, when when your argument is that Men wrote the Bible, so it's it can great. be misinterpreted. That's when you you can have a free for all, right? Oh, yeah. And then you could justify it because you're like, well, a man yeah. wrote that, so so that doesn't mean that doesn't make it right. So exactly. that that that's that whole slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It's the discredit, discredit the yeah. word of God, those are scriptures. Yep. So you can, like yep. you just said, do whatever you want to do. All right, let's go rapid fire. Let's go rapid fire. Rapid fire. Uh, this article, you can find it on Google. It's called VeryWellMind.com. What is toxic masculinity? I got some highlights here, and we'll just go over it real quick. Stop me at any time. Man, time flies. Does it? it does. I can't believe it. Well, the first paragraph, it says here, uh, toxic masculinity refers to the notion that some people's ideas of manliness perpetuates domination, homophobia, and aggression. Now, what you're going to see is that this is a viewpoint from other people. It's not everybody. It goes on to say here that 
Uh, toxic masculinity, it involves cultural pressures for men to behave in a certain way. And it's likely, uh, and it's likely this affects all boys and men in some fashion. And so what I wanted to say is, okay, what about boys and what a, boys and men? What about our genetic makeup? We are different from women. So don't expect us to be exactly like women. It says that this idea that men need to act tough and avoid showing all emotions can be harmful to their mental health and can have serious consequences for society, which is how it become known as toxic masculinity. And so this term, toxic masculinity, I want to find out who was the first one to come up with it because a lot of times the left, they're the ones that create these narratives with the idea to get people uh, blindsided with a whole different agenda. So I was reading about that, actually, and I think that came, and I wish I had the article in front of me. I don't. But I believe that toxic masculinity came from um, like, uh, like, like the, the women's rights movement. Um, kind of came political. from that. It yeah, political. It it came from some colleges. It came from these the women's rights groups and and all that. And and they use toxic masculinity to kind of justify some of you know some of their agenda type stuff. Uh, I want to say, and I'm sure our two listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, but it's something maybe like the 80s, 90s, early 90s when it really started picking up. But that's mm-hmm. kind of where that term came from. Mm-hmm. So, like the Me Too movement, like that's really mm-hmm. where, yeah, that's and, where. And it just came like from. Uh, you know, all the terms that we've, the new ones, you know, Antifa, anti-fascism, which they do yep. just the opposite. Black Lives Matter, you know, it's it, it's these tricky slogans to get you to agree with a whole agenda that you don't agree with. Let me say this here because we're going to run out of time, and I will say our listeners. I will say nine out of 10 listeners have never, ever read this scripture that I'm going to read right now. And go ahead and say what you want to say, but it is the word of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we look at verse number three. All right. that Hold on to that one. That's one of them. 1 the Corinthians 11. One, three. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, First uh, Corinthians chapter eleven, verse three, and then where's the other one? So the word is called effeminate, and the scripture, First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. First Corinthians six, First uh, Corinthians. Now, First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. And notice, this is a list of things that you do not want to be involved in. How do I know that? Well, look at verse number nine. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, 
nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Past tense, Christianity, we are a bunch of X, this and that. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. That word effeminate, E-F-F-E-M-I-N-A-T-E. -E. We, as men, real manhood, we're not supposed to be effeminate. And I know that some men might grow up in a women household. They don't have a dad. They got a mother. They got a grandmother. They got an auntie. They got sisters. And they pick up women traits or characteristics. But the Bible is saying, man, you should not be effeminate. Okay. Yeah, so I have the definition here, too. I have the definition. I know you read it, but um, go ahead, go ahead. I'll read it again. Yeah. So effeminate. Having characteristics and ways of behaving traditionally associated with a woman and regarded as inappropriate for a man. Okay. So. And so the these different organizations and these movements, <laughs> the world is pushing the world's agenda and the devil is leading the world to hell. Okay, and so real manhood, we talked earlier about taking that stand, not going down that, that road. And, 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 and the huge thing, please hear my heart. That verse 11, it says, and such were some of you. Real Christianity is about what Jesus has done for us, which saved us from ourselves, saved us from the wrath of God. And anyone who's listening to this, who are you're part of the, LGBTQ, whatever, 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 the goal, or should I say the plan and purpose, the salvation of God for all Christians is to come to the cross saying, I'm a sinner. Lord, I need you to save me. And the Lord, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, he came for that purpose. He died on the cross for all your sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. And his grace, this unmerited favor, he will give. It's a gift of salvation, eternal life. And to me, that's what being a real man is about. Standing for the Lord, suffering persecution, walking in the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, all those things. Not being alone, not being on the island, being able to come to your brother, brother, I need help. Brother, what do you think about this? You know, and and and, and treating that woman, loving that, that wife, she's an equal, love her like Christ loved the church and gave himself. He Christ died for the church. Real men, real husbands, you should be able, be, be willing to die for your wife. You'll be willing to work, like we said, with your, your hands or whatever you work. Do it legally. Do it honestly to take care of your family's needs. That's what real manhood is about. It's doing things God's way and letting the chips fall where they may. Amen. I got one quick question for you. Just I just want to I want this clarified for for 
I think the women that are listening. So you mentioned two things. You mentioned that women need to submit to their man. Mm -hmm. And then you also said women are, and men are equal. Mm-hmm. So I think just a final, a final clarification of that. Yes, sir. Um, would would, would help because I, I can just, you know, for, yeah, as you're I, talking, first Corinthians 11, three, go ahead. I'm going to oh, clear no, it up with ahead. the scripture, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. You, you set that up beautifully. You, you're exactly right. It sounds like it's contradicting, but let the word of God be the uh, final authority. It says, First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. And so there is divine order that God has placed in order. And man, we were made first. Women are supposed to be our helpmate. Just like a supervisor, a manager, a manager, a, you know, a, a CEO, they have more uh, uh, authority. They That doesn't mean that they just disrespect everyone and trample everyone out. Well, some of them do, but they're not supposed to. Yeah. And, and everyone in the company submits to the manager or the executive, whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't mean that there be, you belittle them and they're not a human being, but there is divine order as far as what God has said. And then there's also a punishment. Go to uh, Genesis chapter three, Genesis three sixteen, And this is the word of God. This is not me. This is not my uh, me being a theologian. Genesis chapter three. If you look at verse 16, it reads, this is God giving our punishments. Unto the woman, he said, this is God talking, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. It was part of the punishment of Eve being deceived by the serpent and then she gave it to Adam. He just disobeyed. So it was part of God's punishment for her to have children. It would be some type of sorrow with having children. You know, birth is very emergency-like. Yeah. And then it says for the for the man to rule over thee, that, that was part of God's punishment for allowing sin to come into the world. But here's let's end on a good note. We know Ephesians, it says, husband, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. It goes on to say all these wonderful things that husbands are supposed to do to improve and take care of their wife. Just like Jesus Christ died for the church and he helped the church, he improved the church. And so I think women have a great position of supporting uh, supporting the being a helpmate, and then the man is going to love them, and he's going to give them the world. <laughs> you know, he's going to give them all that he can possibly do. Plus, because he will cherish and value that woman, that helpmate. 
And, and then I always ask women, I put it on them. I say, do you want to be the husband where you just love this woman and die for her? Where you you die. You, you It's about her. Or you want to be the woman you get to submit to a guy who's willing to die for you. Why would you want to submit to a guy who willing, he's willing to die for you, he's willing to give you all that he can give you to protect you, provide, whatever it is. There's a lot of things that husbands we do that we really don't want to do, but we do it just for our wives. Can I get yeah. an amen? Amen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why wouldn't you want to submit to this guy who putting you so high up, only God is before the woman, the wife. But women, find yourself a guy who's willing to do that, right? Yeah. Because yes. if, you, God, if you're not with you. Yeah, yes, yeah. If you're with a man that Great point. does not do that or can't, can't do that, Great point. a man, right? He's not a man, yeah, according to, according to scripture. You're exactly right. Don't just go pick any guy. No, you want a man of God. Our topic today is real manhood. And this is the Christian perspective. You want a man of God because a man of God is going to play by God's rules. A man who's not who's not a man of God is going to play by his own rules. He's going to do whatever the heck he wants to do. And that's going to be very, very dangerous. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Good topic, I think. I think it's an important topic. Um, thanks, thanks again. I mean, man, you're <laughs> you never you never cease to amaze me, Pastor Jim. You're uh, wow, you're, you're, you're no man, you're, you're good at this stuff. You're, you're good at this stuff. You know, all I do is just kind of hey, this is a topic that uh, that interests me, and uh, and you always bring it home. So I I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing these, and um, you know, I'm I'm just a student here, and and. Uh, yeah, I sit here and and, and I like just I like listening to you. So, and Praise I know other Lord. people do too. So, um, thank you for for bringing stuff. up that last point too. That I almost went, glossed over it, but thank you. No, that's fine. That's fine. Should we end in prayer? Let's do it. Okay, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for yet another podcast, another opportunity to get into your Word, to get meaning, to get purpose, to get direction from you, Lord. Your Word is proven. Your Word is true. We can build our lives on your word. And as real men, we're going to stand on your word because you you gave a parable how if we build our house on sand, it's going to fall. But when, when the world begins to, 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 when there's a storm of life beating on the house, it will fall. But if we build our house on the rock, you are that rock, Jesus. Your word is that rock. It will stand, it will, with, it will withstand the storm. It will be around, it, it, it won't be demolished. And we'll give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Lord, if there's anyone listening to this podcast who don't know you, they don't know who Jesus is, I pray by faith, they can just believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a sinless life, he died on the cross for all of our sins, past sins, present sins, future sins. And we believe this gospel, this good news, that he died on the cross for all of our sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. And it's God's grace 
God's unmerited favor, God saying, you know what? If you believe in my son, I'm going to forgive you all of your sins. It's the greatest gift ever given to mankind. I pray that they will believe that, Lord, and they will open up your Bible and begin to study and to to learn more about how awesome you are. And I pray their growth in Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask it all in Jesus' name. There's those who are listening who are upset with me or a stance that we, I pray that you will open their eyes. Let them see the truth. Let them hear the truth. And ultimately bring them to the foot of the cross. And they can find redemption. They can find salvation, peace, love, and joy. Only the thing that God can give. The world can't give it and the world can't take it away. We ask it all in Jesus' name. We said together, amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you. All right, I'm late. <laughs> all right, man. Well, have a good day at work, all right? You too, man.